Pokemon. Pokemon. Rhyme City. A celebration of harmony between, between humans, humans and, and Pokemon. 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 <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever, but mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. That's me. I'm here, but I'm also not here. <laughs> We're here, what? but we're not together. Woo! Technology. We've it's got a crazy. great show. We've got a great show for you today, featuring our review of Captain Marvel. Let's do it. Yeah. That one movie podcast. <laughs> Tom, Holden, let's play some toms, huh? Yeah, I love the toms. Tom's is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started, Holden. All right, I'm down. Yeah, well, you should you sh- you're gonna literally be down because we we had a couple sad pieces of news this week. Oh. Uh, starting out starting off with the uh, unfortunate and untimely death of Luke Perry, uh, the star of Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Riverdale, who passed away at the age of fifty two this past week. Holden, all right, I want to I want to clarify because otherwise people are gonna get mad. He's not the star of Riverdale. Okay, He's, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah. I don't really. I didn't know who he was before he died, but he sounds like a great guy from everything I've heard, because uh, like a lot of outpouring has come out from like friends and family of his, and he just seems like this really cool guy. Mm. Yeah, I think he was kind of more popular before our time. Yeah, in like the but, '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, um, had a major stroke. Uh, was in the hospital uh, it sounded like he was maybe going to recover and then it took a turn for the worst um i and i think his friends and family were there at the end but um not a not a great way to start the week off you know passing no. away at the age of 52 um he is actually going to be in he'll posthumously appear in uh, quentin tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood Ooh, really later this year yep and i believe he will appear in some more episodes of Riverdale, maybe. I think he's in something else that's gonna still air. Okay. So, so he, we're not we're not quite done with Luke Perry yet. No, he's got a couple more appearances that he'll make. Um and then well it'll be sad, but he's gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh more sad news, Holden. Alex Trebek, uh host of Jeopardy, has uh, officially announced that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that's. I heard about that. That made me. I, and I like watched his video that he made. Yeah, and it was like really sad. Yeah, he's like, I can't. You know, he's like, I got to beat this man. It's in my contract, but I've got to be the host of this show for another three years. Yeah, he was. A weir- he was a really good sport about a uh, disease that has such a low survival rate. Like his pancreatic mm-hmm. cancer, especially, is just like deadly. And it, I've heard it's just like an awful, 
painful way to go too so of course um uh all the best wishes for alex trebek and his fight mm -hmm. uh against cancer because uh here at tom we don't like cancer no, and we're not afraid we to take that hot That's... take <laughs> we do not like cancer yeah controversial stance but uh, not a bo fan but both of those uh deaths they get they get bombadils or not they're not no, deaths alex <laughs> direct didn't die no but both of those two sad major things. bombadils yeah strokes two. and cancer both get two the biggest bombadils we've ever given out yeah uh not a fan of those mm -hmm. um holden some good news from this week we got a game of thrones trailer oh what yeah we did i i quite liked it yeah it got me excited for what's to come i mean it 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 showed a lot but also didn't show a lot that, that's what i was about to say it showed a lot without showing anything the perfect yeah. trailer because like we don't really have any idea for the context of it, most of that and so it was it was kind of cool because we saw some like action and we saw some character interactions but we don't know why they were happening exactly so and do you think a lot of it was pretty much first half first third of the season yeah I like think all so. the Winterfell stuff, I would imagine, is closer towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like the, I would imagine, like if this the final season is like a three act structure of itself, I would imagine like the Battle of Winterfell will be kind of the end of the first act. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, it's a great trailer. Check it out if you've seen Game of Thrones season one through seven um i'm giving it a big broke off yeah that's a broke off for me too i'm super excited if i wasn't excited before i am now but i was definitely excited before so I'm so excited <laughs> all right more game of thrones news the battle of winterfell which we just talked about uh took the game of thrones production team 11 consecutive weeks of all night shoots to complete Ooh. it will likely be the longest battle sequence in the history of film and television it's they're talking to being like a 90 minute episode around oh, there i'm excited for that so i that's another huge broke up yeah battle I of the bastards was great man yeah wasn't the full episode though yeah if i'm if i'm correct about that it was, was it? most no it wasn't because that's there's when... like there's a marine bit without spoiling anything because we don't want to say anything yeah um there's something before it right and after and after okay yeah um so yeah i mean that a broca i would imagine it's going to be the third episode of the the final season yeah that's, maybe that's my guess i have no idea <laughs> because because uh we had some more game of thrones news come out um in the past day or so that oh geez lots of I games of they, game of thrones yeah a lot of game of thrones news um uh, the runtime of the first two episodes has been released and it's going to be 54 minutes and 58 minutes respectively for the first two episodes, okay. which was kind of the rumor. The rumor was that the first two episodes would be around 60 minutes and then the last four would be over an hour and 20 minutes each. Ooh. So okay. I'm okay with that. So, yeah. All right. Another broke off for me, I guess. Yeah. Broke I off. mean, Am I, I don't know. I guess that's a broke guy, even though they're shorter than the rest of the episodes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
I'm just just I'm, do it. Just do what you need to do. Game of Thrones. This Game of Thrones news is just getting a big fat brokaw in general. So. Yeah. All okay. Yeah. Cumulative uh, brokaw for the Game of Thrones news. Yeah. Hold on. Let's talk about something that's not as good as Game of Thrones. Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> Hot oh. take. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, the Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon will take place during the Second Age, apparently, meaning that it will be a prequel to the Lord of the Rings movie series. Which is like good to know, I guess, because I was I was thinking when they announced it uh, announced the series that it was just going to be like a remake of the Lord of the Rings. I'm like, why do you need to do that? So yeah, the would... movies, like, <laughs> they're like fairly recent they'd be, they'd and they're be iconic. Even more boring. <laughs> <laughs> even more boring and drawn out oh my god uh, uh, yeah here that, at here at that lord one of, movie podcast we're not huge lord of the rings fans. i like lord of the rings i don't love lord of the rings that's my official stance yeah i'm gonna give this piece of news a bergeron yeah because i probably won't watch it i don't even know what it's just super good <laughs> i don't even know what the second age is so <laughs> i don't either more excited for the lord of the rings prequels or the game of thrones prequels holden oh game of thrones yeah exactly sorry amazon <laughs> holden you like disney world disneyland you into these places never been never been to either of them nope sad life <laughs> I know. Uh, you like star wars i do like star wars that's good um so star wars galaxy's edge the new star wars themed addition to disneyland and disney world in the united states will open soon may 31st for disneyland in california august 29th for disney world in florida so holding no time better than the present to visit disney world well actually like a couple months from now (laughs) yeah (laughs) no better time than the rest of time to visit (laughs) to visit disney world yeah i mean i'll go sometime and i'll probably enjoy the star wars rides i don't know okay I'll give this a broca. Sure, yeah. And like don't Star forget stuff. about the Avatar World place they have. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot Disney has that. Yeah, that's I don't weird care about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give this a broca. Yeah, I'll give Bro- it a broca. Bur- I'll give it a broca because I like uh, Star Wars and I like amusement parks. So yeah, why not? There you go. Holden, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Eric Larson's The Devil in the White City being adapted into a Hulu series. Well, yeah, we did. Well, this week, Joe Wright, the director of, uh, the director behind Darkest Hour, the biopic about Winston Churchill, is set to make a film adaptation of Eric Larson's other popular book, In the Garden of Beasts, a drama about an American family in Nazi Germany before Ooh. world war ii i haven't read this one but i've heard it's very good it's my dad's favorite eric larson book more okay. so than the devil in the white city but i really like the devil in the white city yeah you know so we'll see i'll have to read it before this movie comes out yeah and i might but i also might just have you tell me because <laughs> i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna give that a broca sure i'll give it a broca too because you know what i'm just happy for you jimmy <laughs> Thank you, Elden. I'm glad that you're happy for me. Yeah. You know this Sherlock Holmes guy? You into deductive reasoning, Holden? You know what? Holmes and Watson was my favorite movie of last year, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> that you never saw. Yeah. I saw it. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Probably shouldn't see it. It won Razzie uh, for worst worst picture. It won it it has won awards. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Award winning <laughs> Holmes and Watson. There we go. Um well 
Sherlock Holmes 3, unfortunately not a sequel to Holmes and Watson, but the Damn other it. worse Sherlock Holmes <laughs> movies, that movie has been pushed back to 2021, which apparently they're making a Sherlock Holmes 3. Because <laughs> when did the other one, what was it called? Web of, what's Game, that other one called? Game, Game of, of Shadows or something like that? Game of Shadows. I got to look this up. Web of Shadows is a Spider-Man game. See, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> is that the one with like Venom and Wolverine? Uh, Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. So Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, came out in 2011. This one's coming out 10 years after the last one. About Why damn they... time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I uh, that gets a that gets a burger on for me. I mean, I I remember liking the original. I don't remember the second one at all. I remember liking the original one and thinking the second one was just way too long. Okay, that was kind of in the age when like every movie coming out was like two and a half hours long like transformers like yeah three or whatever and it's just like <laughs> just got back on your movies folks nobody wants to go to the theater for two and a half hours unless it's star wars or the dark knight or something also why is sherlock holmes like an action movie <laughs> it seems weird <laughs> i don't know we'll see how this one is i give it a bertrand as well i don't care i never needed another one of these movies yeah um last piece of or actually no last piece of uh original news that we had but then we're recording this podcast later than usual so we have a couple other stories as well um holden we talked about this a little bit uh off the podcast but idris elba is sounds like he's going to be replacing will smith as deadshot in james gunn's suicide squad sequel thoughts on that uh well for you hardcore that one movie podcast listeners out there, uh, we we have previously or I have previously stated that I would like Idris Elba to be Batman. So it's a little disappointment that instead of Batman, he's going to be. I said James Bond. Oh okay. well, that that would be good too. I'd be okay with both. He could still be James Bond. He but... could just he could he could be Batman and Deadshot in the yeah. Suicide Squad. And so when <laughs> when they're on screen together, inevitably they could just be the same person. It's a plot twist because they're actually twin brothers. <laughs> but um, no, I. And I don't then know. Tyler Tyler Perry plays everyone else in the movie. <laughs> I I think I think this gets a burger on for me because I mean I'm excited to see Idris Elba do it, but I wanted him to be Batman, so I'm going to be petty and give it a burger on. Yeah, I I don't. I guess it's fine. I don't know. I, the first movie wasn't very good. I don't care that <laughs> Will Smith isn't Deadshot anymore. Idris Elba is pretty cool. I'll yeah. give it a Bergeron as well. All right. All right, next piece of news, Holden. Some bonus news for the week. Ooh. Uh, Taika Watiti, you're a fan of this guy. I do like He's, this guy. He is going to co-write and direct Time Bandits, a TV series for Apple. Oh, based off the movie? Uh, apparently so yeah uh time bandits follows an 11 year old kid who is fascinated by history and gets roped into the time traveling adventures of a group of dwarves who are on the run from an evil presence known as the supreme being hmm. well i haven't seen the movie but i like taika watiti so yeah um and apple's making a propriety streaming service thoughts on that holden uh that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> just another one just Disney another and Apple one now entering the game there's another 30 dollars a month that we won't have i'm you know i'm probably i'm almost definitely not gonna get the apple one unless something just fantastic comes out on it 
and then you got to get it for like a month or two and then just you know can't drop it, it. After that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i'll probably get the disney one at some point but i know because um, like i think disney's including all their movies yeah on it. it's I a lot it's like every disney movie ever so even the ra- the racist ones <laughs> probably not the racist no ones. <laughs> they like erasing their own history <laughs> um i'll give this a broke off for you holding this taika watiti news yeah uh, yeah you know what you owe me one because i did you one earlier so yeah i'll <laughs> give it a broke off as well holden you like tom holland you big yeah you big spider-man guy you like the russo brothers i, I do like the russo brothers well guess that guess what the russo brothers are going to have tom holland star in their next movie called cherry cherry um it is a true to life adaptation of author nico walker's semi-autobiographical novel of the same name it tells of an iraq war veteran who comes home only to struggle with ptsd and opioid addiction in order to fund said addiction he begins robbing banks there wow. you go hold on that's that just, according that's, to collider.com that just sounds like a real uh, nice movie <laughs> a real happy movie right there <laughs> i know i i do you think Tom Holland's right for this role? It seems like a serious. Well, I want to. I want to. I want him to like be able to prove himself doing it. I guess. Yeah, we're gonna see Tom Holland flex his uh, acting muscles here. Yeah. With this film. Uh, I I'm excited for it. It'll be something different from the Russo brothers and Tom Holland. Yeah, it'd be so, cool to see. I'm all for those bank robbing movies. Yeah. Uh, kind of like um, Hell or High Water. It's a good one or baby driver or baby driver yeah there you go maybe it'll be this. maybe it'll just be baby driver too <laughs> <laughs> sounds well, like i'm could... gonna i'm gonna wrap up this sure. uh sad week of tom's with the broca so sure i'll the give it a the tunnel. all right that has been tom's Woo! moon pay what a time to be alive Holden, it's 2019. Would you say it's a good time to be alive? Yeah. You know what? I'm not complaining. (laughs) That's the first. (laughs) You know what? I'm I'm recording this one of my own free will because you're finally away from me and I'm not stuck, (laughs) trapped in your closet right now. So so for those of you who don't know, uh, Holden and I are on spring break from college. So Holden went home. I released Holden from his closet to (laughs) see his family for one week of the year. And this is it. He lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. So he's he's about three and a half. How far away is Lincoln? Two and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half hours away from sioux falls where we go to college so we are actually recording this podcast in two different locations thanks to technology but thanks to the wonderful world of technology and editing you won't be able to tell yeah (laughs) except we said it so there you go So now you can tell probably um well holden maybe you should have gone to los angeles for your spring break so you can check out uh the uh, statue outside of the federal courthouse of Los Angeles of a shirtless Abraham Lincoln in a suggestive pose. Ooh. <laughs> that has been there apparently for a while. You should look this up on your computer right now. All right. And listeners, check this out. You got to look this up. What do I look <laughs> up? Just look up shirtless a shirtless Abraham Lincoln statue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's just he's kind of just he's pretty ripped, I guess. He's not super buff, but 
It's not a little chiseled. Uh, this a oh, picture wow. of this went viral. <laughs> <laughs> a picture of this went viral over the last week, um, and some there have been some funny tweets about it. Some people have responded, uh, "The separation of shirt and state." That's <laughs> pretty clever. That's pretty. Funny. Um, emancipate them abs. <laughs> I'm just I'm seeing this <laughs> the Gettysburg undress. <laughs> There's wait, what does this say? Um. <laughs> There's this like uh, title that's just the internet is losing it over this fuckable statue of shirtless Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, more like Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, honest babe. Just have some. Just been some of the responses. So, the, I saw this and I thought, what a time to be alive. It is what a time to be alive, man. I never thought I'd see that. What a time to be alive, except for Abraham Lincoln, because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have gone to the theater he'd still be alive yeah. today <laughs> <laughs> all right holden are you ready for a random segment i am ready for a random segment as always well guess what, what? i yeah i came up with this brilliantly crafted random segment about a week ago oh god ready to be uh, super interactive and great and it was going to blow your mind and then you decided that you couldn't record it in Sioux Falls so that <laughs> rendered it not doable over technology or not as not as a uh, quality I didn't think it would go as well so I decided to save that for a couple weeks from now when my next random segment comes up for today I came up with a new game Hold Ooh. On. and I'm going to test your knowledge of useless knowledge I which love <laughs> that's like all of my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna find out how smart you are i have a list of 11 fun facts um some of them will be true some of them will be false holden you have to get six of these 11 correctly <laughs> identified as true fun facts or false fun facts are you ready to go i am ready let's do this all right the first Egyptian char chariots were powered by sails, not horses. What are your uh, thoughts on them? True or false? Um, false. Holden, is that your final answer? No, I'm switching to true. <laughs> You're switching to true. Is that your final answer? Yes, that's my final answer. Well, it's false. You should have gone with the first <laughs> You are 0 for 1. They... They would, how would they be chariots if they were powered by sails? You know I don't what? Know the, it's false. Hold on. <laughs> Your useless knowledge has not uh, done you well this time. But let's it, you can still get six of the next ten. Hold on. It's right. an uphill battle, but you know that's still a, that's still a sixty percent. That's still getting an F. All you have to do is get an F in the rest <laughs> of this. Um, hold on. The Supreme Court has its own private basketball court. And it's nicknamed the highest court in the land. True or false? I think that's true. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Holden, it is true. Yes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> goes out and dunks it <laughs> all the time. All right. Classic. You're one for two. You're one for two. Building momentum. Good job. Yes. Yeah. Number three. No death row inmate has ever asked for tofu as his or her last meal. Hmm. Sounds like it could be true, doesn't it? But maybe it's not. 
Um, I'm going with true. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Holden, it is false. Damn you it. are one for threes. <laughs> I guess someone out there has really wanted tofu before they die. God. Good good for them. Who they, is that? They, they probably deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I may have been anti-capital punishment before now, but I get, you know, that might change after, after that fact. Uh, I guess I never really set the stakes for this, Holden. What do you think the stakes of this game should be now that you're losing? Uh... My idea, okay. Here's my idea: is that we we went to China over over uh, January. Yes. And I have a five UN bill that you paid me because I was correct about Black Panther getting nominated for Best Picture. That was okay. the bet I made. So I think whoever like wins these challenges gets to hold on to the five UN bill for the the week, and and they get to hold on to it as long as they w- keep winning the challenges. However, it changes hands once you lose. How do you, okay. what do you think about that? Like, it's a trophy. It's like sure. the World Cup trophy, Holden. Sure. Do you have it with you? Yeah. It's in my wallet, which All I right. don't have on me. So You're going to have to send that puppy down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to win this. All right. Well, you're one for three, so I'm feeling pretty safe about keeping it this week. And for those of you who don't know, uh, 5UM equates to less than a dollar. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stakes. One for three, Olden. All right, moving on to number four. In Salt Lake City, Utah, all TGI Friday's restaurants must close at 6 p.m. on Friday. True or false? True. Is that your final answer? Yes. It is false, Olden. You are one for four. <laughs> 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 and there are 11, so you have to get five of the next six. Is that right? Or five of the next seven? Yeah. All right. Well, not looking good, Olden. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> uh, hunting unicorns is illegal in Michigan. True or false? True. Final answer? Yeah. Holden, you're two for five. You yes. Back on the board. <laughs> Uh, it is true that is it, it is illegal to hunt unicorns in Michigan. Why? Who knows? Uh, here uh, we go, Holden. Big stakes here. Keep the momentum going. Okay. You could be back up to 50% if you get this right. The Cookie Monster has a real name. True or false? True. Final answer? Yeah. It is true, Holden. The Cookie Monster Woo! does have a real name. Do you want to guess the real name of the Cookie Monster? Is this extra credit? Yeah. <laughs> if I get it right, is it Eugene? Too late. Eugene. No, it's not. It's not. It's Sid. Apparently, is the true name of the <laughs> Cookie Monster. Holden, you're back up to fifty percent. You're free. Three for six. You got to get three of the next five. All right. China has censored the word censorship. True or false? Hmm. We were just there, Holden. So if you don't get this right, you blew it. You didn't pay attention. <laughs> false. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is true, Holden. <laughs> you are three for seven. They have censored the word censorship. The irony. Oof. Or the or the non irony. Is that not ironic or is it ironic? That's ironic. I'll let you decide. You're three for seven, Holden. So 
you have to get three of the next four correct. So you, you might want to get going on this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Newton, you heard about this guy? Mm-hmm. Discovered gravity. He also invented the game Hopscotch. True or false? True. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is false. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't invent Hopscotch. Just, I don't know. <laughs> that seems weird enough Come to be on. true. Why didn't you know that? <laughs> all right, Olin. This is it. You got to come down to. I got to get, get all these three last, of these right. Yeah, you got to get them all right, or the five UN stays with me this week. <laughs> all right, Nerdle, N U R D L E. Nerdle is the official term to describe the blob of toothpaste that sits on your toothbrush. True. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is true, Holden. Woo! Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Nerdle. It's a fun word to say. <laughs> Nerdle. Nerdle. Um, all right, number 10. Two left. You got to get them both correct. Stakes are high. No problem. Five you in on the line. I got this. Mm. Viagra can help make plants stand up straighter. True or false? Oh, it sounds like it could be true. Sounds like it could be made up, Holden. I don't envy your position here. This is a tough call. <laughs> False. Final answer. Yeah. The five UN stand with me, Holden. It <laughs> God is true. Damn it. <laughs> it can make plants stand up for straighter for an extra mm. week before they wilt away and die. More erect. So. <laughs> yeah, correct. You gotta use proper terms, Jimmy. All right, Holden. Now you're just going to save face. You know, <laughs> <laughs> number eleven. Uh, believe it or not, President Calvin Coolidge thought it would be hilarious to push the emergency the emergency buzzer on his desk and then hide when the Secret Service came running into the Oval Office. True or false? Was Calvin Coolidge a prankster? True. It is true, Holden. Calvin Damn Coolidge it. was a prankster. There you go. You are so close. Five of 11. You did better in the second half. That five you in staying with me, though. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge. What a dick. <laughs> well, there you go. That's been our random segment for the week. Hope you enjoyed it. And now, let's move on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Holden has some food. Woo! I'm back. I got some Barks root beer, and I got some cookies and cream ice cream. Mm, good stuff. You ready, you ready to review Captain Marvel? Yeah, and I'll give my review on this ice cream at the end, too. All right, you'll have to decide which one was better. <laughs> okay. Cookies and cream ice cream or Captain Marvel? Sure. Captain Marvel's got an uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is our non-spoiler review uh so if you haven't seen it you're good to go we will we'll get into spoilers we'll make that really clear and uh check out the time codes so you can skip over that section and <laughs> still <laughs> and still listen to what are you doing our final segment of the podcast so without further ado holden let's get into our non-spoiler review of captain marvel Woo! Initial, initial thoughts holden Oh man, right off the bat. Yeah. Well, my initial thoughts of Captain Marvel is well, that was a movie that exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's, that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> I thought it was uh, all right, I think would be my initial reaction. I think it was a movie that got better as it got on. Do you think that's a fair statement? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, let's let's break this down. Um, let's start just with the beginning of the movie. Uh, because like I kind of mentioned, this movie is one that starts off slowly for me uh, in terms of... In, in terms of the writing and the plot and Brie Larson's acting in particular, I was not sold on Brie Larson as uh, Carol Danvers or her character Veers, as nah. she is called in Cree in the Cree society at the beginning of this movie at all. I didn't buy into her relationship with uh, Jude Law's character. Um, it was i thought there was a lot of exposition heavy dialogue especially in the first 15 minutes of this movie um i think the first act of this movie was just kind of um overrun with on the nose references to 90s culture just throwaway jokes bad one liners it kind of remind, reminded me more of phase 1 marvel stuff than oh, more definitely. of the current, more of the current marvel stuff it was it didn't seem like it was from the refined formula that we've gotten lately. Yeah, it felt, I, I felt, well, I, I was thinking about this and it's kind of like in between a Thor one and a Captain America one, I think. Okay. Cause like, I don't know, Thor one wasn't very good, but it has a lot of similarities with this. And then Captain America one was like, okay, but yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of in between that. I thought the trailer, the trailers kind of ruined a couple sequences for me. I think they would have been better, especially um, a, a, a train sequence, a, tra- a chase towards the beginning of the film. I thought would have been more entertaining had they not shown stuff in, in the trailers. So if you haven't seen the trailers, you'll probably enjoy that part more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, like I said, Brie Larson's performance didn't sell me at first. I didn't buy... I didn't think her comedic timing was very good. I thought she was maybe, like, overacting, trying to be, like... I just... It didn't work for me, her, like, snarky nature. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, however, I think this film gets a lot better in the second, second half particularly after a certain twist that we definitely won't get into in spoilers here. Oh no. But um I yeah, for me second half of the movie was far more entertaining, far more engaging, better written. Brie Larson was better. I think overall just a much better movie than the first half. Agree um, or disagree? Yeah, I agree. Um I so by far like you've said, the biggest problem with the movie is just like Carol Danvers, um, Brie Larson, um, which sucks for me to say because I love Brie Larson. But... Celebrity crush for Hope and Sutter, Brie Larson. Yep, that's true. Um, uh, but yeah, I've I've heard this from like several places. Um, that one of the problems they have is like when adapting a character like Tony Stark or something. The character is inherently just kind of more interesting because he has a lot of like issues and problems and he's like already written pretty well in the comics but like apparently carol danvers in the comics just isn't that interesting anyway and so you already have an uphill battle there 
with trying to make this character who's kind of bland in the comics more interesting. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think they really succeeded because, I don't know, everything she did in the movie was... I don't know. It it felt like it felt everything every choice she made just felt like kind of like the generic thing that a hero would do. Yeah. I I didn't think of it that way, but now that you bring it up, she's very much like a Captain America figure where she just seems like she's just overall good. Yeah. And she like doesn't do anything, you know, like that's or like considered wrong. At least she didn't in this movie in my from what I remember, mm-hmm. um, it seems like her like fault, her flaw is not so um, necessarily her own doing, but just the fact that she doesn't remember her past and she's trying to establish herself as, you know, someone who is powerful and to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree with that. I think that's a fair statement. Like, uh, it is interesting to like for her to uncover her past, even though I think a lot of those like quote unquote twists in the movie are very like telegraphed telegrams mm-hmm. or whatever oh, yeah. from the beginning. And, like, and but at the same time, they don't draw a lot of those out. Like usually, it's like set up like a potential twist in a scene, and by the end of the scene, it's they confirm the twist, which. Yeah. Which is is nice from that regard. They're not relying on those twists to be huge, but um, I wasn't really surprised by anything about her past or you know um, certain twists like that in the movie, more so than other bigger twists mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, I want to talk about like the other characters. Yeah. So, other standout performers for you in this movie. Or people who were who were good. I thought pretty. I thought like pretty much all the other side characters were a lot better than she was. I agree. I thought. I thought the rest. I mean, I could give or take Jude Law and his character. I didn't think. Yeah. It, beat him being Jude Law added anything. I. It could have been any other person. I think. Uh, for me, the two standouts were Ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. who who plays a uh, a scroll. scroll. And also, uh, Carol Danvers' kind of home uh, or Earth friend. I'm, I have the actress's name written somewhere here. Um, where is she? Oh, Lashana, Lashana Lynch. Okay. Who who plays her Earth friend? I thought she was excellent. She added a an emotional kind of earth-oriented perspective to this movie samuel mm-hmm. l jackson of course is great as a young nick fury yeah no surprise there but um <laughs> yeah i thought ben mendelson was kind of the one i left um most impressed by and i think this was his best performance since uh rogue one I yeah think, by a long shot well I, and i will get more into his character and spoilers but i think i think just a lot of the surprise that came from his character helped because like mm-hmm it it didn't necessarily go the way you were thinking it was gonna go. Um, what did you think about this movie from how they constructed it? It being like she didn't know a lot of her past and how they would slowly uncover that and just how they you kind of went. I feel like even though you weren't supposed to know her past, you kind of already knew it 
yeah. as this movie was playing out and they tried to like unfold it to you but it seemed pretty obvious from yeah. the get go what was going on yeah it was pretty obvious and so it just kind of felt like they were retreading a lot and so mm-hmm. like it it kind of just when they would hit a lot of her the points of her past it just kind of felt like oh we knew that so why are you showing us this mm-hmm. i don't know uh what do you think of the like the Cree society they showcase throughout the movie um <laughs> impressed by it not impressed no yeah i, I, don't I could take it or leave it i wasn't i didn't find it super interesting it kind of goes with my thoughts on a lot of the special effects in this movie i just like wasn't impressed like the spe- i think it was pretty run-of-the-mill like I didn't think it ever like took me out of the movie, but it didn't. I just yeah. wasn't super impressed by anything, especially well, in the the first half of this movie. Well, aside from Nick Fury's de aging, mm-hmm. that was really good. The way that they de aged uh, Samuel L. Jackson, um, mm-hmm. that looked really convincing. But um, I mean, I guess to be fair, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't look that old. No. Um, but yeah, uh, I and like the scroll makeup was kind of weird, but it wasn't that bad, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about how the scrolls looked. <laughs> they kind of looked like uh, the uh, I think what's his name Nero from the first JJ from Star Trek. Oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> the like, Romulan. Like, yeah, the Romulans. <laughs> I like leaned over to you, hold on when we were watching. I'm like, is that the guy from the first Star Trek movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, it does kind of look like him <laughs> uh anything else to add before we go to our overall thoughts on captain marvel uh no what about the uh humor like did the humor work for you in this movie oh. or what aspects did work and didn't um i thought i thought some of the humor worked a lot of it was a lot of it just wasn't funny i thought it was kind of like 50 50 maybe yeah like oh we didn't talk about goose yeah, well, uh, that's kind of why I brought up the humor. Yeah, so the the cat goose in the movie is like the best part, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and he has, and it leads to some of the funniest moments. Uh, but yeah, uh, I thought like the yeah. goose stuff was funny, and I thought with Nick Fury, yeah, um, Samuel Jackson, I, uh, interplay, yeah, yeah. I thought most of the humor, I thought a lot of like Ben Mendelsohn's jokes were funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of Nick Fury stuff was good. It was just like whenever, I guess it was just like whenever Carol Danvers had a joke, it just wasn't funny. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't think so either. Uh, what about the like '90s humor? Um, there were like there were like two jokes I maybe laughed at, but the rest of it was just kind of whatever. I, I thought they were. I don't know. I thought they were like so shoehorned in or mm-hmm. something. Like they didn't they felt out of place and they just completely halted the momentum of the movie. And, and there's one in particular that's like just drawn out. Which one? I, Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll do it in spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Stay tuned for spoilers. Um, so overall thoughts on the movie Holden. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I went in kind of expecting, kind of around like black panther because i i was never really that impressed with black panther but like the, over the last few or i think it was yesterday i went back and rewatched black panther to see if i enjoyed it and i did like it more than captain marvel because <laughs> at I, least uh, 
I definitely enjoyed uh, Black Panther more than Captain Marvel. Yeah, because... Really but, not close. Because Black Panther's, like, actually entertaining the whole way through. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Captain Marvel just felt very bleh. I thought it was, like, kind of mm-hmm. lower-tier Marvel movie. It felt like a step... Like, even Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was the last Marvel movie that came out, that at least had, like, a likable lead in it. And it mm-hmm. like it didn't really feel slow at any points, but yeah, I don't know. This felt kind of lower tier. What about you? Um, so yeah, like you said, um, for much of this movie, I wasn't that entertained by it. There are some entertaining bits, but those were all definitely in the second half towards the end. Mm-hmm. I do think this movie conveys its messages fairly well especially in the second half more so than the first half and i think the the there is uh a female empowerment message to this movie to uh no surprise and i think they handled that better in the second half than the first half which we'll get to in spoilers um but i think there's uh the message that stood out to me even more than that is one that uh neither of us i don't think we're expecting at all and it just kind of goes into the complexities of war and yeah the ambiguity of war and that is true yeah yeah and i think they handled those messages pretty well so i'll give the movie credit for that but at the same time it wasn't as entertaining as a lot of marvel movies so my rating for this is going to be an hgtv uh so so so, as to say um if captain marvel was on tv and there was nothing else on sure i'll watch it and i'll be moderately entertained by it which is about the <laughs> so <laughs> hgtv is about the same place for me uh i would say that equates to about a, a seven seven and a half out of ten seven out of ten i'll go with not by definitely not the worst movie in the world not the greatest in the movie in the world um i thought the the writing was weak in areas and better in others uh i I do think Brie Larson finally settles in as Captain Marvel towards the end of this movie. Um, but for the majority of it, her performance just doesn't land for me. Yeah. I think she just needs better writing and direction for whatever's next. She might also be better part of an ensemble cast in Avengers Endgame. Ooh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think I'll probably... I, I don't have, like... A rate. I'd, I'll probably give it an HGTV as well, but I'd probably go more like a six out of ten. Okay. It's hard. It's hard for me to rate it because I want to rate it as a Marvel movie, but as objectively as a movie, it's like are it's all right. So I don't know. I'll give mm-hmm. it a six out of ten. Does this make you more or less excited for Endgame, or about the same? And honestly, it kind of killed a little of the momentum for me, if I'm being honest, because <laughs> I was like. I think- yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, because I, I think maybe I was just on like a Marvel hot streak. I was like super excited for everything that was coming out. And then this, it's kind of the same thing that Solo did to me, I think, for yeah. Star Wars. It just kind of like hit me and I'm like, oh, that wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. And I, and I think you have to put it in the context of it's hard to i feel like the worst thing that happened for captain marvel was it came out a year after some really good superhero movies so last year we had black panther infinity war incredibles 2 spider-man into the spider-verse and deadpool 2 all Mm -hmm. come out last year and those are five 
of the I mean the best superhero movies we've had in a while, and, and for them to all come out one year, and that's not including Ant Man and the Wasp, um, yeah. and and then and Aquaman <laughs> and Aquaman. I didn't even count those two in there. Um, so, I mean, we came off a really strong year for superhero movies, and Captain Marvel just didn't quite follow it up um, to the extent I would have liked it to. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to get into spoilers? Let's do spoilers. Holden, what is the uh, what? What is a big spoiler that you just got to get off your chest that you want to talk about? Uh, well. I, I, I thought about it when you mentioned the female empowerment message. I thought they did pretty good, except for at the end when he's when she's fighting Yonrog and it starts playing I'm just a girl. Oh yeah. I thought that was really ham fisted and dumb. Um the part I did like about so that that was one of the jokes that I didn't or just the way they played out that scene, I didn't like. I liked it and I didn't like it the same way mm-hmm. where he's like, he, there's the whole buildup of, Oh, we have to fight hand to hand. No, no using your powers or whatever. So you got to prove it. And then she just takes him out and she's like, and the line I liked was, I have nothing to prove to you. Yeah. Which I thought was the good message. And it was, whereas I thought the first half of the movie kind of more relied on men are terrible towards women and they tell them that they can't do anything and especially there's a whole bunch of flashback sequences where there's a whole bunch of men just telling her that she's not good enough or she's being stupid or she's too emotional was one of the things, which I think is, I mean, it's fair. I mean, that's something that has um, occurred in the past and still occurs today. There are men like that. But I think the more important message is that women are just as capable as men and they can do everything that men can do. And, they don't have anything to prove. And I think that's something the movie handled in the second half, but that may be just yeah. my own personal bias. Um, no, I thought I, I agree. I thought overall the message was handled pretty well. It was just like that one instance that I thought was dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought they handled that really well. Um, the one joke that went on too long for me was the whole, like uh, loading the CD ROM. Oh in yeah. The computer. Like I understand but like the movie was finally just building momentum and then they just screech it to a halt to have this one gag. Yeah. It's whatever. Like I didn't hate it, but I didn't like, I just didn't think a lot of the nineties references were that funny. Like the radio shack joke and blockbuster. And again, it's stuff they showed in the, the trailer too. Like if I hadn't expected any of it was going to be in the movie, I maybe would have enjoyed it more that uh that cd-rom joke made me think like at what point has that universe ever had technology just like us because in the first iron man movie they already have technology better than what we have now (laughs) like back in 2008 so (laughs) were they ever just at a point where we are now i don't know (laughs) That's, that's funny maybe once shield started ramping up yeah so uh what's his name agent I forget his name from Shield. He yeah, plays a pretty, has a pretty yeah. He has a pretty big role in this movie. Yeah, are you glad that he was in this movie, or do you think it was distracting? Yeah, I've I've always liked Coulson. I th- I always thought he was just kind of a cool side character. And I mean, I haven't really watched Agents of Shield, but he seems pretty good in that. So, 
I thought it was cool yeah. that they brought him back. We haven't seen him in the movies since the first Avengers movie, so. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was a, a nice addition, a uh, nice callback to kind of the old school Avengers days. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was okay with that. Um, things I want to bring up. I think by far for us, um, even though we didn't talk about it, was our, our favorite part of the movie was probably Ben Mendelsohn's character's story arc. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you, I think, I mean, we came in knowing that the whole Cree scroll dichotomy was probably not as um stark as it seemed i think something if you knew anything about kind of these uh the comics or just but um captain marvel in general that that was not going to be as black and white as they tried to make it out to be in the promotions but i didn't think i the scrolls were going to be necessarily like the good guys Mm -hmm. and that relatable and i think ben mendelsohn it was so. It was just cool to see him finally get to be the good guy for once. Yeah. And I think he he pulled off like the emotional stuff really well, like the stuff with his family and his daughter. Yeah, it well, was so touching. Well, for so for a little bit of background, like me and Jimmy talked before coming into this movie, we were like, all right, Ben Mendelsohn's in this movie. He plays the scrolls, and like we see him in like a shirt and tie and some of the promotional stuff. So we assumed he was gonna be the same person he's played in like every movie lately because he's always like this just white collar bad businessman type character mm-hmm. or general of, of some sort but um director di- yeah director critic um but he he starts out kind of seeming like he will be that but then yeah when it with the tw- when the twist happened me and jimmy were just flabbergasted that's a good word (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i thought it was really really funny i i thought i thought it was funny that he surpassed our expectations in that regard and then i thought the emotional stuff with him and his family was was pretty nice it made me made me happy to see ben ben mendelson do some some new things and i like um how he admitted that he's like you know I'm I'm like he's like I think my um objectives are more good. I mean are for the greater good while the Cree are more, you know, selfish mm-hmm. in in their objectives. Um but he's like I hey, I still have blood on my hands. I that they my hands are still filthy. I've done terrible things. Mm-hmm. Like and I think they <coughs> they really balance that complexity really well. Yeah. More so, in my opinion, than like another Ben Mendelsohn movie, Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, they just captured like, oh well, you know, the good guys maybe aren't so good, and the bad guys maybe aren't so bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or there's a little of both on each side of the fight. Yeah. So I think that for me was the the best part of this movie, the best um, or the most well conveyed message of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there yeah if there's one thing i genuinely liked about this movie it was ben mendelson and the whole scroll story arc yeah i thought the another thing another thing i've been kind of like seeing compared in like various chats on the internet is like the the whole twist of the scrolls actually being good and the kree being bad is different from the comics similar to the way that like the mandarin twist in iron man 3 Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which is not a good twist if you ask me <laughs> but like I'm, I'm just like 
I'm curious to see like what the long-term reaction for people will be because I don't remember outrage from that twist initially, but it's more of like, I guess after the fact for like the Mandarin twist, people are more mad about that now than they were back then. Oh, um, I was far more angry about it back then. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I was Iron Man three is my least favorite MCU movie I've seen. Okay. Well, but I haven't seen any of the Thors or Ant-Man or anything, but for me, yeah. Um, and it's really not close. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I I thought it was a good twist. I'm just curious to see how people are going to react in the long term for that. I think it's a good twist, too. Uh, uh, Goose the Goose yeah, the Cat is yeah, hilarious. Um, it's it's basically a Rathtar from Star Wars The Force Awakens, just <laughs> covered yeah. up in the cat appearance and just <laughs> eats things with like tentacles i thought pretty much and every I, scene that goose was in was funny although although the whole goose taking out nick fury's eye thing was very anticlimactic <laughs> just kind of like a little scratch i thought it was, i thought it was kind of funny though because it's like there's that one line from winter soldier where he's like last time i trusted someone i lost an eye or something <laughs> And now that, like, you put it into context that he was talking about a cat, that was kind of funny. Well, I think that's funny, but I just thought, like, I think a, a lot of people were like, it's got to be the cat that makes him lose his eye. But mm-hmm. just, like, the whole build-up to it. Kind of like uh, Endgame's title was kind of, like, anticlimactic. I mean, nothing could have lived up to the build-up, but it was just it happened so quick, and it was kind of, like, very slowly over time that he realizes he has to lose an eye. Yeah. Uh, the post credit scenes. Oh, yeah. What did you think about those, Holden? They were okay. Yeah, they were they were subpar for Marvel movies, I think. They were, yeah, the, the first one felt kind of like it was just a clip from Endgame. Yeah, it felt like it was just in Endgame. So, like, I'm like, I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to play out now in Endgame. Are they going to retread that? Yeah. Or, like- they, or is she just going to be there? That just some that just seemed really weird and well like, uh, I don't know yeah how it relates and it confused me like I was like okay that scene played out exactly how I thought it was going to and then also uh, how is that going to work now with Endgame? Well, Captain America, the first Captain America movies <coughs> after credits scene was uh, just a clip from Avengers and Ant Man's after credits scene was just a clip from Captain America Civil War, so. I'm thinking that it's just going to be part it, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the only way you could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other scene with goose is like, I think after two seconds, you know what's going to happen and it's played out over like 30 seconds. <laughs> so I think it just went too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that should have probably been the first scene. Maybe I think, well, I don't know if all the, all of them are doing this now, but a lot of the, a lot of the Marvel movies are having like the first one be the important plot one. And then the second one's kind of like more of a gag. Um, that's what they did for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, that's what they did for, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, Spider-Man homecoming. Mm -hmm. Um, both of those were much more important. Like the mid credit scene and then the post credit scene and Ant-Man and the Wasp, you had the ant drumming and Spider-Man, you have like Captain America come on screen as like 
patience oh, yeah. is a virtue. Yeah, that, that's a that's a pretty funny one. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for something and it just doesn't quite live up to expectations or whatever. Yeah, so but I don't. I wonder if very that's meta. I wonder if that's just the way they're going. But yeah, I agree. It, it, they were they were both kind of meh. Meh. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we sat around for that. <laughs> Didn't really give us anything new. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh wow, Captain Marvel's with the Avengers and Endgame. Who would have known? Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts before we wrap up our no, spoiler review? I think we talked about it pretty good. Yeah. Are you excited? Do you? I'm. I would assume they're going to make a sequel to Captain Marvel. Have they officially announced anything for that? No. Although I've been seeing that like the box office opening weekend has been like really really good. So yeah, I, it was really busy where we were at. Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it will probably get a sequel. I want them to change directors because yeah. it was kind of just bland. So I want someone with a little more character. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, would you think a sequel is going to be better than this one? Yeah, I think so. I, I think too. I think this one was a lot of setup, and hopefully, I, hopefully, even if they keep all the same people working on it, they can do more with it. Yeah, I thought the origin story part of this was kind of the most boring part. Mm-hmm. All right, so that will conclude our spoiler review of Captain Marvel. Let's move on to Let's move on to what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What have you been up to, Holden? What Ooh, are you doing? What have I been up to? Well, I went and saw Captain Marvel this last weekend. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Um, and there were a bunch of people in costumes at that movie theater. Yeah, wait, there were the Avengers were there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and... Um, Wasn't there like a villain among them too? Yeah, there was Hela from Thor Ragnarok was there. It was kind of a weird mishmash of characters. <laughs> what are you doing with her? She's the villain. Take her out. Or is she Leave. not? <laughs> no, she's, she's the a villain. scroll. They're all scrolls. <laughs> she's dead. It doesn't matter. If you missed her spoiler review, everyone's a scroll. Just kidding. Yeah. That's, that's not true. We just I just made that up. Um but besides that, I like literally right before the podcast re- finished replaying Shadow of the Colossus on my PS4. Have, you replayed it. Yeah. Hey, well, hard. I'd played it on the PS2 before. Okay. This is my first time playing the remake. Um, I have was, not played it, and it's on my list to play. So It's really good. I, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. I'm also playing the Spyro Reignited trilogy. I'm on the third one on that. Um been watching king of the hill uh oh i saw the idris elba hosted saturday night live this week how was that yeah it was it it was pretty good i watched most of it with my parents last night and it was it was pretty funny there were a few good skits and he's he's a pretty funny man he he talks about how the closest thing to a comedy he's done is the wire (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he says that in his opening monologue i thought that was pretty funny that's that's pretty funny <laughs> um yeah i think besides that i don't know it's been a lot of school this week so. yeah it's a really busy week uh yesterday i finally saw free solo 
I watched it with my family, and that's a darn good documentary, Holden. Maybe I'll have to watch it. It's about the uh, Alex Honnold, the man who free soloed or free climbed without a rope the face of El Capitan in Yosemite National Park in the United States, California. It's basically just a 3,000-plus wall of granite that is impossible to climb, and this Mm -hmm. guy did it without a rope, and it's ridiculous. And towards the end of that movie, like, we were all just, like, losing our minds and sweating, and it was intense. Intense movie. Highly recommend it. Definitely deserving of winning an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, how did you watch that? Was that, like, on Amazon <coughs> or something? Or did you rent yeah, it? Yeah, my, my mom had bought it on Amazon Prime. So, uh, okay. it, I don't... You can rent it now. For a long time, you couldn't rent it. You had to buy it. But it, I don't. I do not believe it's streaming anywhere yet. Okay. But maybe it'll come to Netflix or something. Definitely watch it though. It's worth whatever you're paying for it is. Um, the other thing I did this week was I met, got to meet Josh Larson uh, of Film Spotting, the famous film co- podcast, even more famous than us. Hold it. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not, there are there are some out there that are more famous than we are. I think we're probably second. Yeah, I think yeah, most famous film spotting, them. film spotting, uh, and then us. Yeah, so definitely. For those of you who don't know, uh, Josh Larson is a sh- critic based out of Chicago. He worked uh, with famous uh, film critics like Roger Ebert and Cisco, who both were based out of Chicago as well. He had some great stories about Roger Ebert. Um, and uh film spotting their podcast is like the premier film podcast on the internet for film criticism uh to put it into perspective they have like directors such as ryan johnson call into their show uh on a regular basis and talk about movies which is crazy yeah so if you want like a podcast like ours but actually know what they're talking about essentially (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I got to hang out with him for like a whole afternoon into the evening and he was a really great guy talked about Marvel talked about Star Wars talked about Spielberg um, it was really interesting he has a book called movies as prayers I believe it's me it's movies our prayers or movies as prayers okay. and, and it takes a look as uh, movies that are secular so they're they're not made as like religious movies and he kind of argues that they are metaphors or analogies for actual prayers. So he gave a talk hmm. on the story arc of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story, the original one, as like a prayer of confession. But like not in the Catholic sense of like going to confession, but in the more broad sense of like sinning and then um you know, finding atonement or whatever with God or other religious figures. So it's interesting in that regard that he is um he's from like a a more uh um not a very conservative religious background despite being like a really um religious person himself and then mm-hmm. also being in a a world that is like so closely tied to like worldly culture and film criticism so it's he's a really interesting guy to talk to and kind of just pick apart his brain a little bit so i very much enjoyed chatting with him definitely check out film spotting if you're into legitimate film criticism unlike (laughs) us (laughs) um he does a great job hosting the show he's got some uh unique takes on things 
And if you're a Star Wars prequel fanboy, he is as well. So you have that going for you. Wow. Um, I like him a little less now. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, that's all about, that's about all I have for this week. How about you, Holden? Uh, I think same. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, I forgot to review my ice cream and Barks root beer. Oh yeah. Uh, so my, my ice cream was very good. I had some of that Eddie's, uh, brand, uh, uh, cookies and cream ice cream. Very, very good. Um, I don't know how to review ice cream, so I'll just say it was very cold, and it certainly How's had cookies texture? in it. How was the texture? Uh, was it, it was gelatinous? No, it was not. It was no. creamy? Creamy. Maybe? And cookie. It was creamy and cookie. Creamy and cookie? <laughs> uh, and the Barks Root Beer was as good as Barks Root Beer always is. My favorite soda. Hey, listen, if you're Coca-Cola... Or Pepsi, <laughs> whoever distributes it in Sioux Falls. Oh, it's Coke. Coke. If you want to get, if you want to give us a uh, endorsement, or if, or if you want to, get you in wanna, line. Get in line. Yeah. So many people want to sponsor us. Yeah, if you want to sponsor <laughs> us, uh, we will. I will gladly talk about Bark Street Beer on every single podcast. But uh, so better or worse than Captain Marvel? It was better than Captain Marvel. Oh wow! But also, I didn't have to pay money for this, so uh, I mean, it, it kind of go. goes without saying. Um, so with the, uh, we're going to wrap this up. So check out our Facebook and Twitter pages at that one movie podcast. Also, we are on YouTube. We have not been super active on it yet, but go there, subscribe, check it out. We'll have more things coming there in the future. When we're and together in Sioux Falls, when we're together again, when we're back together, when we've reunited and then if you want to support us, you can go to Patreon and uh, give us some money. Bef- and give tell, us uh, all your money. Give. <laughs> this is a holdup. <laughs> Turn around. Hey, we're behind you. See, do you see that gun? Got a gun. Do you see that gun sticking out of your phone slash computer? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's give us you your money. The, that's you, or is that your gun? <laughs> yeah. Holden, <laughs> <laughs> you just shot our listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, listeners. But I can't do anything which, about it. Which there are many. There are a lot of you out there. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to us. We are over 200 listens now. And, and I believe today is actually our month anniversary yes! of our first podcast. So we had over 200 listens in our first month. That's pretty darn good. This has been a Five, long six, month. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it has been spent in a closet for Holden. But yeah. uh, he'll enjoy his week off. And then we'll get back at it. What are we doing next week? Is next some week? Coming yeah. I don't I don't think it's a movie, so I think we're gonna have to do a topic of some sort. Oh, should we do a Game of Thrones preview? Should we that could. be alright? Let's do it. Alright. Alright, you heard it here first. Unless there's a movie coming out that we forgot about. Game of Thrones preview next week. It'll be a lot of fun. Check it out. In the words of Abraham Lincoln, Wow, I'm shirtless and I'm in Los Angeles and I'm stuck in stone. Help. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stuck. Been... I can't move. <laughs> This has been That One Movie Podcast. We'll talk at you next week. Bye. 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 Pokemon. <laughs>